Welcome back to another episode of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast on the Talent 409 Network. The Dynamics Leader Podcast is where listeners can learn about leadership and other related qualities from today's most successful business people and former coaches and athletes. This episode is brought to you by Talent 409. At Talent 409, we help high school and collegiate athletes discover their talent altitude through workshops and seminars while increasing their opportunities for success on and off the field. Talent altitude is the idea that player development is more than just physical. Learning traits and qualities related to leadership development will help you in competition on and off the field and also prepare you for life after sports. In addition to student athletes, we work with coaches and administrators at the high school and collegiate level to enhance their education on how they can positively impact the performance of their teams and programs. If you are a high school or collegiate level student athlete, coach, or administrator, and you'd like a free 30-minute consultation, get in touch with me and we will sync up. This episode is also brought to you by Taylor Digital. Taylor Digital is a virtual design company that helps solopreneurs get established online with a cohesive image so they can feel more confident in their business. Taylor Digital offers branding, social media design, and Squarespace website design. Go to taylordigital.com today to set up your free consultation. This podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have time, please take a minute and give it a five-star rating and review. Tell me what you like about the show. Help me grow, help me reach more people, and have a positive impact on our athletes, coaches, and administrators. Today's solo pod episode is going to be focused on the topic of youth sports from the start when we all get to play sports and the fun and the excitement and everything surrounding it all the way until the day we stop playing sports competitively at least. And the point of this podcast is just to highlight a number of different things related to the positive and the negative impacts of youth sports to give athletes, coaches, parents, administrators, anyone involved a better idea of the impact that youth sports can have in the specialization, what negative impacts that can have on an athlete. A lot of really good material in here and we're going to get into it in just a minute. But first, sit back, relax, get cozy. It's getting cool out. Let's warm up with a little boss time. back to the show. Today's pod epi is a two-part series that is going to explore the importance of youth sports, everything from social and developmental benefits and how that translates to success as an adult and throughout life. We will cover a number of different topics in this episode. I'm going to outline them here in just a second. We will cover a number of different topics in this episode and the following episode to be released, part two, in a couple of weeks. And I will try and give sourcing citations whenever applicable without spamming this listening experience for you. The four topics that we're going to cover, and again, in part one today, we're going to cover the first two, and in part two, we're going to cover the last two. But the four topics are 
what playing sports can do for adolescent development, why do we ask kids to specialize and how this hurts them in the sports they play, the 0.03 or the 1% predicament, and how to set realistic expectations as a youth and build a foundation that will allow you to compete and achieve academic excellence. Topic number four, the final topic, will be how more athletes become CEOs and why. We're not just going to talk about athletes becoming CEOs, but we're going to talk about business success and where that comes from after sports is done. This is a passion project of mine because a lot of the work I do associated with Talent 409 relates to amateur athletes, kids in middle school, high school, or college. I want to especially point out that these episodes can be specifically impactful for athletes that are in middle school or high school and for the parents, coaches, and administrators of the athletes at that level as well. That age range is extremely important for long-term physical and non-physical development as well as for setting realistic expectations and setting a foundation that can help the amateur athletes succeed even when they are done playing sports competitively in the future. In case you haven't already noticed, it's no secret that one of my passions and the message I try to get across to anyone I cross paths with in my work for Talent 409 is to prepare for life after sports. Because even if you are a generational talent like LeBron James is, there will come a time when your time as a competitive athlete comes to an end and being able to live a fulfilling life after sports will be just as important to you as any success you will ever find on the athletic field. Without further ado, let's get into this. I want to begin today's part one conversation with what playing sports can do for adolescent development because before I can sit here and tell you all these great stats and these great things about athletes that became CEOs or made major contributions to their communities, etc. You need to be able to buy into why playing sports is good for you in the first place. According to a study done by the YMCA, when kids play sports, they develop skills beyond the field. I don't think that is mind-blowing news by any means. It's back to what I said earlier about preparing for life after sports. But playing sports has a range of physical, emotional, and interpersonal benefits. Let's run through some of those things. One of the first things that sports can do is actually give you better vision. Children who spend time outdoors playing, especially organized sports, are less likely to develop vision problems. Healthy weight. This is a huge one, especially in the nutrition sector. As we all know, obesity is increasing in children. Data, however, shows that kids who are more active, especially after school, they're more likely to be of normal weight. Exercise is obviously a great way for kids to loosen up and to let go, just kind of relax a little bit even. It it relaxes the mind uh, more than anything else. But sports also helps kids develop tight bonds with their teammates, which will provide them with a support system. Motor skills development. Sports participation helps with coordination and learning new skills, so don't get caught in the trap of playing video games to increase your motor skills and your coordination. You can also learn coordination from actually being outside and doing some physical activity. Social skills development in relation to that, 
playing on a team means learning to work with others and learning how to support them in good times and in bad. It also provides a forum for young people to learn how to deal with competition and how to cope with both winning and losing those good times and those times of adversity. These learning aspects highlight the impact of physical activity, of sports, physical education, whatever you want to call it. And a child's social, motor skill development, even some of their moral skills, being a good person, being a good teammate, having empathy for others, really develop in addition to physical skills and abilities that they can learn through activity. Self-confidence, success as a team member, being a part of a team, there's nothing really like that, especially when you're younger and, and you wanna be around people. Success as a team member and an athlete builds confidence. Children learn to be confident on the field. They see their hard work pay off. They see the positive impact that it has. It improves their self-esteem. When kids achieve their goals on the field, it teaches them that they can achieve other goals outside of sports. Sportsmanship, we kind of touched on this. Being a good person, doing the right thing as a teammate for your teammates, and respecting your opponents. Learning the rules of the game, respect for coaches and referees, and how to stay positive even when losing are all valuable life lessons. Playing sports help develop teamwork and leadership skills. Bingo. That's why we're here. Working as a team to reach common goals helps children develop communication and problem-solving skills that will benefit them on and off the field. These are things that are transferable skills that you can learn I think I started playing Little League at age five and took it through. I was 20-something years old when I played my last baseball game. So I've been able to take what I learned when I was five years old and transfer it to my life now after sports. Academic performance. We talk a lot about education as well. But what does education actually mean? Well, here's some stats for you. Middle school and high school athletes have a higher grade point average than non-athletes. In addition, grade point average increases as the number of sports teams participated on increases. Play more sports on more teams, your grade point average actually goes up. That's really cool. High school sports participation is associated with higher graduation rates and lower dropout rates. Youth athletes miss less school and are more likely to attend college. Now, I'm not here to tell you that everybody needs to attend college, but the fact that these athletes are looking to continue to grow and develop and better themselves just shows that there's something to playing sports and what it can do for everything that we talked about from self-confidence to building good character to building those leadership skills and to getting them into a position where they can, whether it's go to college, go to a trade school, start working once they're done with high school, we all have to do something, right? So putting yourself in the best position that you can to get to the next phase of your life is a really important aspect of what you can learn playing sports. There was even a study that said children who played sports are three times as more likely to have higher grades, graduate, and get through college. So again, not saying everyone necessarily has to go to college. That's not the conversation I'm trying to have today, but we're positioning ourselves to be in a better position to succeed when we learn the things that we can on an athletic field as an amateur or youth athlete.
Research shows that young people who participate in athletics get better grades, devote more hours to studying, think about their future, aspire to attend and graduate from college, and have lower suspension and expulsion rates. It is reported that players report at lower rates of unhealthy behavior, such as drinking and smoking, and are less likely to be overweight or become obese. Other studies back up these reports that there is evidence-based research to show that youth who play sports get better grades, plan to attend college, and are more community-minded. This is everything that I talk about every single day when I interact with coaches, with parents, with administrators, with the athletes themselves. When we talk about the work that we do at Talent 409, we're talking about everything that is backed up in all of these studies done by all these organizations and universities and doctors and people that care about the well-being of youths and of children and want them to succeed and want to prepare them for a better life in the future. And everything points to more of a positive outlook on life if you are participating in sports. Lower expulsion rate, suspension rate, getting in trouble with the law, you're busy, you're doing something. I thought that was one of the best things about playing sports when I was a kid. I didn't ever have the temptation to go to dangerous events, whether they were parties or hanging out on the streets or hanging with the wrong crowd, whatever it was. I wanted to play and that kept me focused and kept me on a good path. So there's just so many different things that can be a positive and success is obviously different for everybody and I'm not trying to, again, paint this one particular image of success and what that looks like. You have to go to school, you have to get an education, you have to be a contributing member to your community. Those things are all good, but it's how you define success and a lot of us define success by staying out of jail, by getting good grades, by contributing to our community, by being good people and being good family members and things like that. So many of these things you can learn on an athletic field. It's crazy. You can also just have fun and enjoy sports. So you develop all those lifelong healthy lifestyle habits that we just talked about and you improve your physical fitness and helps you stay in shape and everything. But man, the memories you can make playing sports can last your entire life. You may forget something that happened to you a week ago even, but you think about the times that you had with your teammates or the championship that you won or the great goal that you scored or whatever it was and you could have been in sixth grade or second grade or you know something like that it could have been 20 years ago 30 years ago 40 years ago for some of us and the smile on your face when you think about the fun and the enjoyment that you had playing youth sports there's nothing that can replace that not only that some of your best friendships can come from playing youth sports i know Personally, not only some of my friendships, my best friendships have come from the kids and the people that I got to play with throughout the years, but my parents' friendships also developed because of the kids that I played with and that we saw on a regular basis. And and it just created this huge family-like atmosphere. You spend all your time with these people in these different sports, and they really do become like a second family. And 
You spend nights sleeping over, birthday parties, cookouts, and things like that. And I can go on forever. There's countless different things that I can think of throughout my childhood. Some of the most fun, enjoyable times of my entire life came from experiences and opportunities that I got from the people I met on athletic fields. Switching gears a tiny bit, why do sports matter? So I want to stick with some stat-based facts right now. Student athletes are four times more likely to attend college. That's according to the U.S. Department of Education. Physically active kids have up to 40% higher test scores. And that's according to the Aspen Institute Project Play. And finally, according to Up To Us Sports, student athletes are 50% less absent than non-athletes and they also have an 11% higher graduation rate than non-athletes. Again, reiterating some of the information and the material I just went over, these are cold, hard facts. Things that show that student athletes, amateur athletes, youth sports athletes do much better in a number of different things than their counterparts do. So topic number two, why, why, why do we ask kids to specialize when it comes to sports? According to the U.S. Institution of Health, for most sports, there is no evidence that intense training and specialization, especially before puberty, are necessary to achieve elite status. Risk of early sports specialization include higher rates of injury, increased psychological stress, and quitting sports at a young age. A United States poll showed a 70% attrition rate of children who quit sports for life by the age of 13. Guess what the reason was for quitting? Lack of fun. If you're not having fun, you're not going to do anything. Sports, the arts, whatever it is that interests you, if you're not having fun, you're not going to keep doing it. Here are five research excerpts that demonstrate how early specialization may negatively affect your child. Children who specialize in a single sport account for 50% of overuse injuries in young athletes, according to a pediatric orthopedic specialist. A study done by Ohio State University found that children who specialize early in a single sport led to a higher rate of adult physical inactivity. Those who commit to one sport at a young age are often the first to quit, and they suffer a lifetime of consequences. In a study of 1,200 youth athletes, Loyola University found that early specialization in a single sport is one of the strongest predictors of injury. Athletes in the study who specialized were 70 to 93% more likely to be injured than children who played multiple sports. Children who specialize at an early age are at a far greater risk for burnout due to stress, decreased motivation, and lack of enjoyment. And finally, early sport specialization in female adolescents is associated with an increased risk of knee pain disorders, including a higher rate of risk for future ACL tears. So some degree of sports specialization is necessary to develop elite level skill development. However, for most sports, such intense training in a single sport to the exclusion of others should be delayed until 
late adolescence to optimize success while minimizing injury, psychological stress, and burnout. In other words, if you're going to specialize, the longer you wait to do it, the better off you're going to be mind, body, and health. The reality is that few athletes ever achieve elite or professional level success anyways. There's less than 1% of young athletes, 6 to 17 years of age, who achieve elite status or professional status in basketball, soccer, baseball, softball, or football combined. That's a ridiculously high amount of children. Most of the arguments against early specialization are from rehab professionals, surgeons, other well-informed strength, nutrition coaches, conditioning coaches. They get frustrated with parents who push back or have a lack of understanding when it comes to their children and what is best for them. Parents, most of the time, out of good faith, want their children to succeed, and it's a desperate need. But youth programs started out as an avenue to allow kids to play a sport in an organized environment. We talked about this helps kids develop self-esteem, peer socialization, work ethic, general levels of fitness, but it also allowed for the kids to be able to sample the different sports and figure out what they liked, what they didn't like, and potentially start to develop passions for one, two, three particular sports. Back when organized sports first started, the sports season lasted somewhere around four months. The next season came around. Your focus would shift. But in the last decade or so, youth sports have morphed into a really highly competitive league in year-round sports specialization. And a lot of that comes from the pressure of parents and coaches that want the success either for their kids or their programs or their organizations, whatever it may be, and they're really doing a disservice to the children. I think everyone can agree that playing a sport puts a good amount of strain and stress on the human body. So as parents and coaches, sometimes we forget about this because younger kids are more resilient and they bounce back quicker. And then they get a little bit older and they stop bouncing back or they tear an ACL and there's a nagging overuse injury that keeps them out of competition and practice on a more regular basis than not. Kids, you have to remember, are still going through growth spurts and their bone and their body structures are still developing. So they're still developing strength and coordination. And if you're specializing and putting so much risk and wear and tear on one particular focus, then you're going to develop overuse and repetitive strain injuries. When kids play multiple sports over the course of multiple seasons, it helps kind of even things out, balances things out, varies the type of stress that you have on the body. My wife is a really good example of this. She recently just decided to stop doing CrossFit because she realized that the specialization she had gone through with CrossFit over the last four years or so had really given her body a negative reaction to everything. And she didn't like the way that she felt and she didn't like the things that were happening to her body. And so she decided to do something else while also being able to mix in some of the 
aspects of CrossFit, just not at such a severe and such a singular focused activity. And when we talk about youth sports, obviously football, baseball, basketball, there are different demands in the sports as far as the physical activity and what's being asked of the athletes. If we're going to put strain and wear and tear on the human body, we might as well try to balance it, right? It's the same reason that you rotate the tires on your car. You can't just keep the front tires going and going because eventually they're going to wear out much sooner than the back ones are and the car is not going to drive as effectively as it could. According to a study in the American Medical Society for Sports Medicine, 88% of college athletes participated in more than one sport as a child. Do you need any more reason than to get your kid to stop specializing if they're already doing so? Playing multiple sports exposes the athlete to different kinds of skills, movement patterns, coordination, dynamic power development, and it's been found that kids who play multiple sports have a larger athletic base of skill to draw from. You can actually take physical athletic skills and transfer them from a football field to a baseball field, from a basketball court to a soccer field, whatever it is that you're trying to do. And this means that the athlete has the ability to pick up and learn new skills, techniques, much faster than somebody who just plays one sport and only knows one way. A lot of people, especially parents, will go back to parents and coaches that want their kids or want their players to specialize. And they say, what if my child only likes playing one sport? I want to first answer that question with some follow-up questions. Does your kid truly only want to play one sport? Or is it you, the parent or the coach, that thinks they only want to play one sport? Have you actually asked them? If they only enjoy or have interest in playing one sport, then obviously there's no reason to have them play multiple sports. The biggest point that I was making earlier is that year-round activity can obviously have a lot of negative side effects with little to no benefit, but if you enjoy playing more than one sport, play a variety of sports at a young age. If you don't, I'm also not going to force you to play sports. I would just say tone it back a little bit. Because if a professional athlete doesn't play year-round, so take LeBron James again. LeBron James is not playing basketball 12 months out of the year. He plays very competitively at a very high level from the end of October until most years mid-June when the NBA Finals are around. Those other months are off months. They're for recovery. They're for building strength. They're for getting away from the game. For a little bit. He's a professional. He doesn't play 12 months around the year. Neither should your kid. Still not convinced? Here are six research-based reasons for multi-sport participation. One, better overall skills and ability. Research shows that early participation in multiple sports leads to better overall motor and athletic development, longer playing careers, increased ability to transfer sports skills on other sports, and increased motivation and ownership of the sport experience and confidence. Two, smarter, more creative players. Multi-sport participation at the youngest ages yields better decision-making and pattern recognition, as well as an increased creativity. 
These are all qualities that coaches at the highest levels of teams look for. Number three, most college athletes come from a multi-sport background. Again, 88% of college athletes surveyed from the American Metal Society said that they participated in more than one sport as a child. Number four, 10,000 hours is not a rule. A lot of people think that the most elite competitors require 10,000 hours of deliberate practice in order to be at that elite level. There's actually a lot of studies out there that show that there are far less hours needed for most things, including sports and activities related to sports, than 10,000 hours. Number five, free play equals more play. Early specialization ignored the importance of deliberate play and free play. Research found that activities which are intrinsically motivating maximize fun and provide enjoyment, and that's incredibly important. Deliberate play increases motor skills, emotional ability, and creativity. Children allowed deliberate play also tend to spend more time engaged in a sport than athletes in structured training with a coach. Number six, there are many paths to mastery. A 2003 study on professional ice hockey players found that while most pros had spent $10,000 or more involved in sports prior to age 20, only 3,000 of those hours were involved in hockey-specific deliberate practice, and only 450 of those hours were prior to the age of 12. There is no need to push so hard, so young. It just doesn't correlate to success that's guaranteed. In this episode, we very clearly see the benefits that playing sports beginning as a youth has on us as people, but we also see the dark side of sports, specialization in particular. Much like with most things in life, there needs to be balance to achieve optimization. In the next solo pod epi, we will be discussing the final two topics of this two-part series. Topic three is again the 0.03 or the 1% predicament, how to set realistic expectations as an amateur and build a foundation that will allow you to compete and achieve academic excellence. And finally, topic number four, why more athletes become CEOs than any other industry. Thanks for taking some time to listen to this solo pod episode of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. Part one is done. Part two comes in two weeks from now. Between then and now, we have a great guest appearance on the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. So look forward to that next week. Thanks so much for taking some time to listen. I'm looking forward to recording part two. Can't wait to get that out to you. Until next time, take it easy. Just find a place and play